De-schooling is so important when we leave the school approach to learning. Whether you're leaving the actual school system or leaving the more traditional school-at-home style of homeschooling, learning to trust the process of going from a curriculum-based system to a natural curiosity-led approach takes a little time, and de-schooling can bring up uncertainties in parents. So that's what I want to talk about this week. In fact, we're doing a de-schooling challenge in my membership group this month. A little bit of information to help parents get more confident in this unschooling approach. So join us if you want access to that for free. We'll be talking a lot about de-schooling this month in our weekly coaching calls too. And if you want to sign up for the challenge only, I'll make that available to you too. Daily emails for the month. See the show notes if you'd like to sign up to do that. Okay, on to really grasping what de-schooling means, and importantly, how do you do it? So de-schooling is a word that's often tossed about in homeschooling and unschooling circles, but before long, it's relegated to the back burner when worries about curriculum choices or ACT and SAT tests or gaps appear in the kids' learning. When people first leave the school system, one of the hardest things to do is to relax into this new way of living. We're so compelled to schedules and plans and what's next that we forget how that isn't a natural way to approach life. Some kids love the pace, others don't. So as unschooling parents, the key is to figure out all the little nuances of each of your children. What do they like to do? What makes their eyes light up or gets them really excited? How could you do more of that? Then you dismantle the idea that some of the choices are valuable and others are less valuable. Because when a brain is exploring and discovering, it's all valuable. Minecraft, Animal Jam, YouTube, all of it. It helps to think more about what learning really is. You've been conditioned to think it's only about academics. Probably isn't a lot of fun and must be avoided, but that's not true. I mean, it's true in school, but your kids aren't in school anymore. There's no reason to embrace that smaller view of what learning is. So what do they enjoy? Talk to them about the things they like to do individually and together with the family. Empower them. Help them see that these are choices they get to make now. That you're going to do all you can to support them. You're not going to try forcing them to learn anything. This is another really difficult thing for everyone to wrap their brain around. And I can hear your skepticism as you think about focusing on their curiosities and joys instead of the rigors of academics. That's because we've all been told that learning is not fun. If it's deemed educational, it must be dry, boring, and tedious. But that's not true. Human beings are naturally curious. And when we're allowed the time and resources to pursue our interests, we're excited to do that. Have you noticed how schools have to use manipulation and external rewards and punishments and competitions and coercion? It's all because of the way they approach the learning process. All their focus is on the teaching and the plan with very little from the learner's perspective. And that's the difference that de-schooling will provide. You'll be able to get rid of that way of looking at learning 
and see it for the awesome experience that it truly is. Something you'll do is you'll notice clues, rhythms, preferences, and you'll spend more time observing and watching for patterns as opposed to asking your kids, what do you want to learn today? They may not know. Most likely they won't, and that's okay. As you try things out with them, they'll give you clues as to what they like and what direction you might like to move with them. So often parents believe that this de-schooling time is a limbo-like waiting period, but you have some things to do too. In addition to learning more yourself, you'll need to notice more about your child, still offering ideas to sparkle up their world and see how that lands. You'll play with each kid every day. The more you enter their world, the more you'll learn about it. And you'll be gathering data for what to share or offer or help them find. Plus, you'll be connecting and valuing their choices in the world instead of trying to find ways to talk them into doing things that you want them to do. Sometimes our resistance to this is because we've turned it into something bigger in our heads than it has to be. Sure, some kids want to play with us all the time, and that's good data to know. But often, they just want a few uninterrupted minutes to play something with us that they enjoy. Give them a little of your time in this way, and they'll feel how much you're prioritizing them. You know, pre-planning is something that a lot of homeschoolers spend a lot of time doing. And sometimes, pre-planning can waste a lot of time. That might even be your hidden goal. Hmm, am I talking to you? Do you prefer to read more, schedule more, investigate more, all as a procrastination to actually taking action, actually interacting with your kids? That's not an unusual coping mechanism people use when they're unsure of what the next step should be. But unschooling works best if you dive in, anticipating what could happen next, good or bad, only works on the small scale. So what kinds of things does your kid enjoy? Yes, anticipate that. Could they use a snack before you start out the door? Maybe everyone is in a bad mood and it might not be the best day to leave the house. Or maybe that's exactly what needs to happen. Your family is unique. What works for each of them may not be the same as someone else. Get to know all these little quirks. Help set them up for a successful experience. But no, everything that could go right or wrong with any given scenario, nah, that's impossible. A time waster and sometimes an immobilizer. So don't bother with that. Stay flexible. You know, get rid of the idea that children have to learn certain things at certain times or that they have to use any particular format. That kind of regimentation helps if you're moving kids along the school conveyor belt or if you have to account for how you spend all those 12 years with a child or if you're prepping them for this year's standardized test. But those are not worries that most of us have. All the world is available to them now. If a museum exhibit is in town, go see it. You don't have to wait until they're considered sixth graders and that's on the agenda for that year. Or maybe they simply cannot get enough info about bugs. Stay with it as long as they're curious. Find resources that might interest them or help them discover more. You know, 18 is not a magic number. They have a lifetime to learn everything that's out there. 
Aren't you Googling and learning new things all the time? Deschooling is about seeing the learning in real life instead of relying on subjects. Doesn't it seem logical that subjects should come from real life anyway? So instead of starting with them and applying them to the child, flip that around. What does real life require? Involve children in your daily life. They'll be curious once the schoolish ways have fallen away and they're confident you're not trying to sneak them back in somehow. If you're having a hard time letting go of subjects, I do have a PDF that's really simple, that's free. If you want to get it, I'll leave the link for that too. It can help you see how real life gives all sorts of opportunities to learn the subjects we've all been conditioned to believe are necessary. Glancing at the PDF may help you loosen your grip on the idea of how will they learn, I don't know, math or reading or history or science or all those subjects that we're so familiar with but we're not noticing how they're weaving through our lives all the time. They're just not jumping up there to say, hey, I'm this subject. Another thing to pay attention to during this de-schooling phase is to stop with the comparisons. Remember that they're on their own truly individualized path for learning. Schools overemphasize comparison and competition, and parents have been indoctrinated into this way of motivation and criticism. But it's not the best way to encourage a child's natural desire for exploration. And it can really have a negative impact on you and your perception of what's going on in your home. So get comfortable with your plan and your interactions with your child, and then ignore the rest. You have no real way of knowing all the factors of what's going on in other people's homes anyway. Sometimes kids have a little problem with the de-schooling part too. So notice if they're making decisions because they don't know a lot about other options. Remember, they've had their whole lives planned out for them. It won't be undone in one month. Lots of times people say, but my kid likes to do worksheets. Well, maybe. Some kids do like them for a variety of reasons. But do they think that's the only legitimate way of learning? Do they know there might be other ways to go about it? Those are the kinds of questions to address over time. They may just need more choices and more de-schooling time themselves. So those are some tips for how to de-school when you're just starting out on this journey. So you're going to notice the clues and rhythms of your own family. You're going to see the importance of play. You'll see how pre-planning in homeschooling is often wasted time, how timetables for learning are artificial creations of schools, how using real life instead of subjects is the way to go, and you'll stop making comparisons. So I hope this helps you get started with de-schooling. Feel free to join us with the de-schooling challenge, and I'll be back with the Unschooling Mom to Mom podcast next week.